Greetings and welcome to the Franz Barden Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Sabom, and I hope everyone is doing well and doing okay and progressing in this work on the magical path as best you can. And today we're going to be talking about step four, step four, and have a big chunk in spirit training with the transference of consciousness, which can be hard. And I'll, I'll just tell you the way I did it, which worked for me. I suggest you at least try it. But what I did is, you know, is starts with objects and you're transferring your consciousness into an object. And I used a lot of the water element, the empathy, and the love even. And I looked at that object and brought the object to me, rather than jumping outside myself and getting into the object and feeling like my body was one place and, you know, the rest of me was somewhere else. I basically merged with the object, and that's how I did it. And merging involved almost feeling into the object, you know, and water is associated with feeling. So I just felt the object and felt empathy with it and felt love for its beauty and its shape. And I felt that until I could bring the object to me and my consciousness was in the shape of the object. But meanwhile, I'm still in the chair uh, that I'm working from. And that's what I, you know, did it from. I did it from a chair, put the object on the table and empathized and even loved the beauty of the object and brought it to me rather than jumping into it. And it's kind of like points A and points B are connected because everything is one, you know. So why feel like you have to go from A to B if A to B are the same and everything is one? And so that actually worked for me, and I was able to very much get into the shape and the dimensions of the object and sometimes feel its hardness. I used, one of the things I used was a stone that I had from my altar and felt into, and I used a pen as well. And just basically going with the empathy and the feeling and the love and just basically it was a process of merging. And I did the same thing with animals and I did the same thing with people. And I did it obviously with my own dog because I have a dog and it was basically, I mean, I felt as if, you know, I was inside the dog and I could walk around to ask the dog, but 
I didn't totally expel the dog. That is base or, you know, shut down my dog. And he, he, he felt a little discomfort and that discomfort was in me. And so that's kind of what I would run into with different animals. Cats were a little bit easier. Um, maybe, you know, in ancient Egypt, they worshipped cats. Maybe that has something to do with it. But cats were a little easier and animals that were not my own were easier. There are some deer um, in the backyard sometimes um, where I am. And deer was a lot easier, wild deer, to feel into them. And it, it, it's easy to love the beauty of animals. Um, but personally, I did not like it. Um, the objects I really liked a lot. Um, the animals, it, it didn't necessarily, it felt like, it felt a little invasive, honestly. I, I felt as if I was invading, um, the animals and, and that's the same way that it happened with humans. I felt like I was invading them. And when I did it with humans, I started out with people I know and basically, they would end up detecting it. So I would choose a friend and have this image of the friend, you know, in her or his place and feel into them and feel their body and feel where they were in the room of their house or in their car. And a couple of them actually felt me inside them it was it was actually quite bizarre and they'd call up and be like what are you doing and I felt as if you know I was invading them you know they they weren't like they didn't call up and say oh thank you for transferring your consciousness into me that's great oh, gosh, I feel so connected with you, Clint. No, they didn't. They were they were disturbed, and they called me up, which was weird because I was in them and had kind of lost presence in my physical body, but I'd hear the phone ring and know that it was them, and then I'd just kind of, you know, become more aware of my physical body and be in the chair and basically answer the phone. So this, this may not, you know, end up adding up to you. This may not make a lot of sense, but my merging with, with all of this is, is the way I did it, you know, and sure there's like kind of forgetting the physical a little bit you know, in doing it. And, you know, I did it. I mean, it's a spirit exercise, but I did it from basically the soul and the spirit, you know. And so it was the astral as well as the spirit mental plane doing it. So, and, and that's what worked for me. But 
and and I see what Barden is getting at. This is strengthening, you know, our magical abilities, and this is strengthening our spirit, and it can be used as a way to protect ourselves and do things magically that are phenomenal, but I mean, at the same time, with me just kind of going through the exercises, I always felt better with animals I didn't know or that were not mine anyway, and I always felt um, better with people that, um, you know, I wasn't connected to in my day-to-day life, so... That's that 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 was a whole lot better and a whole lot easier. There wasn't um, an inner conflict with me of invading them. But um, frankly, I don't like going into people. You know, I don't I don't like merging with them and transferring my consciousness there. I mean, objects just feel a whole lot safer and a whole lot. Um, I don't know, maybe more ethical. I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is. But anyways, the the point of this spirit training in this podcast is to, you know, describe that it was very much a process of empathy and love and kind of magnetizing the person into me you know, rather than jumping out of my skin and then jumping back. Because I have done that, but anytime there's a dislodging of a part of me from my physical somewhere else, like a complete dislodging, I end up overthrowing the immune system and I end up getting sick. And so, like a cold for a day or two, you know, so... That's that's kind of the issue, and and I've run into that in initiation into hermetics. Um, you know, when it later comes to separating the soul body from the physical body, I ran into the same issue with ending up getting getting sick. I mean, it's a shape shifting. I mean, it's a it it's it's a kind of um, well. Anyways, that's what happened. Um, but, but, but I will say one other thing about the spirit training as I look back after, after having been through all 10 steps and, and gotten it, um, as I look back, the, the beginning spirit, the vacancy of mind has been very key. I think that's absolutely fundamental to have. But the concentration exercises on vis- on seeing things in the room and hearing the sounds in the room, um, that those exercises, I, I, I guess in step two and three, those have not been, I mean, yes, they strengthened the will. Yes, they strengthened the mind, the spirit, but those exercises have not been central in moving me forward. And that brings me to what has been central moving me forward. And in the soul training of step three, we get into elemental accumulation, breathing the elements into certain parts of the body 
and balancing the elements vertically, which I've already talked about a lot of this in my previous uh, podcast, and the podcast on the elements talks about this a lot, but going from the ground up, we have earth, water, air, and then fire, and getting the balance vertically, and I've also added you know that for me, the fire and water being the two central elements, I have fire on the right side because I'm right-handed and water on the left side of me. And so that for me is elemental and magical equilibrium. And so my suggestion on step four is to really focus and hone in and even if you get it to keep going on this soul training in step four because it really does establish a magical equilibrium so well and the soul is in between the physical and the spirit So it's kind of like the glue that holds them together and getting the soul balanced in the elements, that has been the key for me and basically the strength to get through all of the 10 steps. So, you know, I would would say make that soul training in step four just very, very central to your development and don't short it and maybe even do more because um, that kind of equilibrium is so, so important. And I think the breathing exercises of accumulation of the elements, breathing them into different parts of the body, I think Barden does an excellent job describing that well. I don't think there's any reason to... um, amend that I you know I know there's some Barden purists out there and I'm purist on some things but on some things I'll just kind of add my own process and my own take because I freely admit my own process has not necessarily gone in a neat pattern of one two three four five six seven eight nine ten I kind of got abilities before I actually got to those steps. And part of it was, a big, big part of it is the magical equilibrium and balancing the elements and accumulating them all. And so charging with the elements has always been key for me. So now we're going into physical training, and this is the anchoring. This is the hand gestures and the body positions and anchoring certain things or certain processes or certain magical abilities or anything. And I basically got good magical equilibrium, got the elements charged and balanced, tuned into the Akasha and got that deep connection with the Akasha through some vacancy of mind and elemental magical equilibrium. And I anchored that in a hand gesture. And so I anchored that in a hand gesture and it worked very much kind of like forming an association 
in like a habit. So they say it takes 21 days for something to become a habit. That's what research has showed. And I would say it probably took me about that long to anchor that, to anchor that state of magical equilibrium with elemental accumulation and balance and tuning into the Akasha to anchor that state. It took me about 21 days of doing it, forming the association, making the hand gesture, holding that state with the hand gesture made, and then going out of it, and then going back into it and forming the hand gesture again. But that really needed to be done the next day because once I kind of got into that state, I just stayed there. So, um, you know, day by day, I did it probably about 21 times. I don't know, maybe it was a month. And I got it fully anchored until, you know, so now, you know, all I have to do to get into that state is make the hand gesture. And that's just one example of how the anchoring has worked for me. You may find something different that you want to anchor. You may find a different ability or a different process. You may find lots of things as you go through this work of initiation into hermetics. So, um, obviously, he talks about body positions and gestures. You know, I mean, it can be anything involving the body, whatever, um, you know, you feel comfortable with. But NLP, which, you know, I studied a good bit before I came across initiation into hermetics. And that has that has also kind of an anchoring process to it that feels maybe a little more complicated than than Barden's actually. There, in a lot of Barden, there's a real simplicity and, and clarity and succinctness to it. And so, I mean, I do, I do like that. So, I hope I've explained some of, you know, how I did anchoring. It's forming the association, almost picking, you know, like imagining the two things coming together, imagining and feeling the state and imagining and feeling, you know, the hand gestures while you're doing it. You're doing it, so you're not just imagining it. You're actually doing it, but almost like you're making a mental note in your mind of the two things meshing together and holding that for a while. And so that's kind of that's kind of how it worked for me it's association it's almost like behaviorism in psychology you know so with the conditioned stimulus you know so um that's basically how it worked and uh let's see i don't know there's a whole lot i could say i don't know where people are necessarily getting stuck in this step I know a lot of people that do get stuck, um, and that's why I offer coaching. If you want to go deeper, and I can help you identify the places you're getting stuck in the steps, 
and help you through them so you can go the rest of the way through all 10. Um, that's why I offer coaching. And if you're interested, please email me at thegraveyardcowboy at gmail.com. I've got a very simple operation at this point, but it's going to develop more and more. I have big plans to develop the podcast, the YouTube page, the website, etc., etc. Lots of things. So you can look forward to that and you can look forward to uh, step five on the next episode. So blessings to all and hope you enjoyed this episode.